here we are back on another exciting day. Jo, um, Jared, uh, you're back again. Last time we did the show, the, the sun was shining, unlike uh, today, which is, looks a bit greyer. Yeah, well, it's windy because I think it's the change of the season. When the winds come, that means the cold air's going, the hot air's coming in. Yeah. Hey, actually, it's really interesting to be here today because we've got these wonderful guests sitting in front of us. We I, have. I've got the butterflies because I'm so excited about having these two here. Yeah, it really is. Now, we've got the lovely... You look like you got the butterflies yeah. as well. Lovely Hannah Martin sitting here. We've been trying to get her on the show for how long? About um, for about three podcasts, I think, it's taken to get her on the show. Yes. It was about three years. No, <laughs> Quite equal to three years. Yeah, yeah, it seems like a long time. And then we've got this amazing... Joel Mulholland, which we've been pleased to have on. Thank you guys for coming in. Yeah. Hi to my... Kia ora katou. Nice to meet you. Kia ora. Kia ora, Joel. How are you? Kia ora. Very well, thanks. Awesome. Now, you've got, uh, you guys are relaxed now. We've got some refreshments out. Uh, Joel, you make sure that your hospitality is still intact, your uh, reputation. And Joel, you've got the Casio tone there. Just give it a bit of a whirl. Okay, yep. No, it's all go. We're all go. We are ready, set, and ready for another entertainment podcast episode. Oh, episode, just in case you didn't get that good. Yeah. Okay, first off the bat, we're going to go to Hannah. Hannah is an actor, and we've just seen a couple of her music videos, uh, Jared. But she's also done a few movie, uh, done a movie with you as well. Yeah, big movie. That movie's still being made. In fact, that's where I met Hannah. Hannah was this amazing cavewoman who I thought was just another pretty face. And we do see a lot of pretty faces in the movie industry, as you would. But Hannah's got something special about her. I think she's got a really great personality. And she's got a really kind heart. She helped me do my makeup and all sorts. Good. Yeah. And you need left a, little... a really good impression, yeah. Good. Hannah, let's talk about you. Uh, what are you busy with? What have you done acting-wise? We've, we've seen a couple of videos of Mika. But obviously, there's, there's probably more to her than that. And what sort of interest do you have? Um, basically, I just scroll on Star Now and work with a lot of media students for their final projects and get involved with that. Um, just experience is what I'm trying to do and get, and I hope it just keeps coming. So, yeah. And is this obviously for acting, or is this? Uh, I hear you got some political bendings as well, bents as well, uh, leanings. Political. That's just me in general. I I feel very strongly about. Um, the environment and what we're doing, how money overrides uh, most things and yeah, the environment suffers and so do the people So you're very eco-friendly and into uh, the, the, the sort of acting side of things as well. Jared, you got to say? I was going to say acting up. Now, is it alright to call an, a lady an actor or actress? This is, this is the thing, because back in the 80s or 90s it changed and everyone just became an actor. How do you feel like being called an actor? Is that okay with you? Uh, yes, I sometimes change it to actress, but I'm an actor. She's an actor. She's an acting actress. Um, But (laughs) acting as an actress. I have to say, look, uh, Wal had no idea that you were this little starlet on these Mika videos. And they are really entertaining. I really do like them. Dress to express. Work it, baby. Work it right. Shuffle forward. We don't play. Nine inch nails. Here's my own. Crown in hand. Take the throne. It's, it's quite amazing when you hear people in here in the studio, just the amount of talent that, you, that does come through here. And uh, with Joel, you're not a polit- politically leanings as well. Do you have political leanings as well, Joel? Uh, well, this election, I, I actually made some firm decisions about who to vote for and and what to do with the... It felt more important this year. Maybe there's, there was more um, kind of awareness of of where things could go. And I'm, I'm left. Left is all hell. So um, I voted... 
left as you can get. And um, who, is I, who, is, who, is, who is at the far left? <coughs> For you, who is at the left? I kind of stuffed my stuffed it up a bit because um, I read a post on Facebook. All my friends are left, and you know, so I was surrounded by people that were saying, "Yeah, National's going to go down," blah blah blah, which didn't happen. But um, about six months ago, I um, enrolled in the Maori electorate so I could make that vote because I, I went and had a big awakening last year. Went to our Marae and, and did all this stuff and thought, all right, I'm going to sign up for that. And then yeah. it came in to cast this vote. I'm in the Epsom electorate. And I, <laughs> and I, <laughs> so weird. And I wanted to vote against, um, do the tactical vote for Paul Goldsmith to keep ACT out of there because they're just like, in my opinion, just the worst idea of a political party you could ever imagine and vote because I was in the... Um, what is it, the T-Tai Toka uh, um, electorate. So I went Labour, Labour. Uh, you're allowed to tell people now, right? Eh? But it didn't mean it. It's, it's all over. The results are out. The, it's been, the recount's coming. It was a bit annoying because I didn't know any of the the candidates and, and for Labour for, for that electorate. Yeah. Now, the, the million-dollar question, though, have you written a, a, a political song? Like I knew There was a rap song with John Key. Remember about that, that rap song? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are we talking about... Um, um, you rap song about John Miles rap song with e, no no the one Eminem, that the one that they stole or are yes, you talking about that one yeah. oh you are talking about the Eminem song no no there, there was one that a young kid did on YouTube yeah Planet Key oh Planet Key oh Planet Key there's a few videos going out there are kind of smear videos um one, and one got banned off YouTube yeah. what was that one was that the Planet Key yeah. one yeah that was yes. quite good was that um I watched it but I can't remember was that a jinga jig Kind of jing, jing no, it was, no, it was full on. It was done about a couple of years ago, but the media oh. picked it up again. That was the Eminem one that he used, or that his party used for his. Um, oh. Well, they changed it a little bit, but it was still the same tune. Yeah. Now, oh, Joel, you've also got, uh, according to Billboard magazine, uh, the top 14 Kiwis in the world to watch. You actually came up in that list. Uh, how did it feel being recognised by Billboard magazine? Really. Special, actually. It's um, I noticed all the plays went up on my videos, so <laughs> whoever reads the billboard must go along and, and sort of check out your videos. So um, it's really nice to be acknowledged like that by such a big kind of site with lots of readers. And yeah, I, I guess it, it's still the journey is um, far from finished. There's a whole lot to do. I've just put out my album and and want to get that released in some different territories. So, you know, it's nice to be recognised, and that helps. Every little bit like that helps, but um, still a long way to go. Well, we're going to come back and talk to you a bit later, Joel, about your music as well. And we've got Hannah Martin and Joel Mulholland and Jared as well in the in the studio today. Yeah, yeah, and well, of course. Of course, for me as well. But we're first off, we've got our entertainment uh, headline. First one, and I think Joel is going to be providing the background music this time. Yeah, yeah here we go, Joel. Yeah, Joel. Keeps on getting better in stereo. Thanks, Joel. Brilliant. And TVNZ weatherman Jim Hickey is about to retire. The TVNZ senior weatherman Jim Hickey will retire from broadcasting at the end of this year. In a career spanning 26 years, Mr Hickey began his one near the weather Newman's career in 1988 before taking a break in 2003 where he returned to the nation's TV screens in 2007. Um, is this something uh, we're interested in? Uh, first you, Jared. Well, I have to say, I mean, I'm just looking at the picture of Jim Hickey there. He looks like a young man, doesn't he? Um, and this is back in 1988, is that right? I think so. Didn't he do a Minty's ad there? 12 years plus 14, what's that? 12 and 14 is 28. Uh, 26. Is right? 26? 26. I'll go with 26. 
26 years ago. He's aged a lot, hasn't he? He has. But what about you guys? Hannah, Jim Hickey, any fond memories of Jim Hickey? Or are you, are you glad to see, see him go? Or? Um, I know his persona that he puts out is very different, I guess. Um, the older daddy figure. Not that, <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm in need of one. Um, no, good on him. He's done well. Well, he's come up to retirement age, Jared. I think he's a. He looks pretty good for his I age. I think he's going to be missed as a personality because he's so, like Hannah says, he's off the cuff. He's friendly. He's relaxed. He has a joke. Uh, he's still, you know, that's national TV, and he's quite relaxed. I, I think we're going to miss him. We're going to get some young buck tryhard in there, which is going to have to make all the ten years of mistakes that Hickey did. Bring back Augie. Bring back Augie. Uh, Joel, uh, your earliest Jim Hickey memory, or can you have you ever met him before? I haven't met him. But um, as far as weathermen go, he's kind of the best of a bad bunch, I reckon, at the moment. Because he's, uh, you know his face, and he's got a lot. I guess I don't remember him specifically from growing up, but he's trustworthy. He, um, You believe what he says, and he, there's just some real useless ones on there. And, and he <laughs> he can he can get away. Tell it like it is, Joel. He gets away with it because he's Jim Hickey, so he can make little stuff-ups here and there, and you go, oh, well. He's kind of been around the block, and yeah. you kind of—I like him. I think he's cool. He's going to be missed. We've got Hannah Martin and Joel Mulholland here in the studio with us. Now, also, unbeknown to us, only from this morning, is that you've also toured with Liam Finn as well um, on guitar as well. When was that? How long ago was that? It started on guitar and ended on bass. Uh, we started off as a four-piece with a, about 2011. We left on our first American kind of tour with Liam, and I was on guitar. And there were four of us. Another guy was uh, Jeremy Toy from She's So Rad and The Open Souls. He was playing bass, and that kind of ended halfway through, and I ended up on bass, and we became a three-piece with his brother, Alroy. And, um, yeah, we toured for that whole year, all of 2011, and then that's when Kate and I moved to New York um, in between touring and stuff. And uh, yeah, so I spent a lot of time, and then we did a second album with them in 2012. And yeah, spent a lot of time with Liam, and, and awesome. yeah, know the Finns quite well. That's very cool. Hannah, have you ever lived overseas in New York? Uh, no. Whereabouts have you lived that's exotic as New York? Well, have you gone overseas in the big OE? And... No, the most exotic place I've lived would be Nelson. Good old Nelson. Now, I understand you're from Fielding, or Fielding, Fielding as it's spelled. Uh, <laughs> why do they call it Fielding? It's Fielding, it's F-E-I. You know what i Yeah, Fielding, yeah, it's probably an English thing, yeah. But that's, um, you see, you see, yeah, um, Fielding's near Palmy North, though, Palmerston North, yeah. Yeah, um, but not quite Fielding, more Cheltenham, Cheltenham orientated, yeah. good old... Got a Cheltenham down there. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Yeah, the Chowdy um, Pub. It's a famous pub there. Yeah, very famous pub. Now, you had John Cleese down there. Is that right? In Palmerston North? He John bagged Palmy, didn't did he? Did he bag Palmy? Is that a true story or is, is that just yeah, urban, rural myth? Yes. Now, hand, say, it, say it into the mic. Didn't he say it was a shithole? I don't know, but that's what I heard. <laughs> All right, we'll go up to our next uh, entertainment headlines. Joel, if you could, please. Um, what's this one about? This one is about uh, director James Cameron wants to be a Kiwi. Fancy that. Woo. Film director James Cameron says he's preparing to permanently leave Hollywood for New Zealand and intends to apply for citizenship. Cameron, whose film credits include, Jared? Uh, I think from memory, The Terminator. From memory, yeah. Uh, Aliens, Titanic. Anyone else? If he's a 
<laughs> the Abyss. The Abyss, yes. Yeah. Yes. Good yes. Yeah. He intends to spend less time in California, lucky us, and more time on his wider upper farm. What do we think about this one? Joel, your thoughts about James Cameron being maybe a possible neighbour, not you know, distant neighbour. Better than Kim.com. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, like a reaction. Can we have a reaction, Hannah? <laughs> oh. Uh, didn't Kim, yeah, did, did, did Kim.com do it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, James Cameron. So it uh, looks like he'll have heaps of people crashing his water up a farm pad, I suppose. Yeah, well, him and Pe- I don't know. We all got citizenship here, New Zealand citizenship. Joel? Through and through. Born in Timaru. 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 I know. What are the yeah. chances? Moved out of there pretty quickly and lived in Christchurch for a bit longer, but then uh, moved on up. We all did. The whole family moved up to Auckland. That's cool. Um, now, has anyone got dual citizenship here? Uh, um, you, Jared. Uh, on my passport, it says <laughs> <laughs> it says Kiwi Maori. So, is that, does that count? <laughs> so, yeah. Right. That's just from the that's from I'm the two dollar shop. And Aotearoa. Yeah. So. Speaking of Te Reo, things and things Te Reo. Te Reo um, movie coming up. Big movie, The Deadlands. Have you guys heard of it, Hannah? Oh yes, I've heard of it. Joel, have you heard of The Deadlands? Has it got the quite epic Hollywood-looking poster for it? Is it that shootless to Tereo Warriors? Yeah, but we've actually done the interview ahead of time. Pretend we're in the time machine and fast-forwarding. Um, we caught up with James Rolleston and uh, Tekohe Tuhaka from the movie The Deadlands, which uh, we both enjoyed. Uh, was it for you, one, one sentence to describe the movie for you, Jared. Oh, you put me on the spot, hey. Um, uh, um, a big chase, a big chase. That's what it left me with movies in Te Reo Māori. And it's got Pākehā, Pākehā subtitles. So. Oh, oh, and this might interest you, Hannah, because some of the scenes they were shooting in, uh, you know, Auckland regional kind of area, yeah. were the same scenes that we've been shooting this film in, this the science fiction film in, yeah. um, okay. which was like, oh, I know that There's place. a connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah. yeah. You didn't have to take your, your shirt for any of your things, did you, Jared? Uh, actually, I did, yeah. Oh, God, okay. Yeah, all of that went to the imagination of the listeners, I suppose. Um, it wouldn't surprise us if Hollywood's beckoning these young shirtless Terrier Warriors because uh, they, they look uh, quite good looking. They're pretty handsome young men, yeah, I definitely have to say. Yeah. Okay, well, here's the interview coming out next. We'll, and after that, we'll be back with Hannah and Joel straight after this. <laughs> Oh, we're here at uh, New Zealand Entertainment Podcast with myself, Wow, and Jared, and we're interviewing the boys from the Deadlands movie, TK and James, who actually have their shoots on today for this interview. Yeah, they do, they do, yeah. It's excellent. Now, yeah. now they were saying that they're the dregs, the, the leftovers, but these, these two guys here are the main guys of the film, and you know, it's all about these guys your story really and of, and of course um, the, the legendary Taniwha as well too, yeah. Yeah, it is well the, yeah. the warrior yes indeed J- James you play uh, Hongi in the movie welcome kia ora kia ora kia ora oh, nice thanks for having me yeah I play Hongi my name's James Olliston and TK is thank you James and we've also just heard TK's just told us how he proposed to his fiance on the red carpet at the premiere kia ora TK yeah thank you for that that was uh, part nerves of that event and part nerves of uh, the actual premiere itself (laughs) yeah now as we said before uh, well close to 100% of the movie is actually shot shirtless uh, no shirt on Um, I know if me and Jared turned up 
uh, like that to an interview would kill it, uh, literally. <laughs> kill it in a good way. <laughs> that term is... Yeah, 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 no, yeah. no in, a, in a derogatory way. Um, but we, we're getting down in brown, and we're just talking about, um, James, for you, what was it like turning up to, to work with no shirt on? Oh, no, it was all good. <laughs> no, it was all good. She was, she was hitting those uh, late 20 degrees there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it uh, wasn't too bad, but I got a bit got a bit too much sunrise, I think, and I got a bit pungal. Yeah, but too pungal. Got a bit of, got a bit teased when I got back to school, and then oh, to my boys, but no, it was all good. It was, it was fun. It was a new experience. Um, I loved that gig. Like, I yeah. met so many cool people. I made so many bros. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it just became so tight with... So many people and um, no, nah, yeah, yeah. yeah just, you go, you got to watch those pew pew tan lines, hey. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the birds, the birds are they're, they're cockahoo. The birds cockahoo. <laughs> they had to sting around his neck and after every day of shooting, had this big V across his chest. <laughs> no, it was good fun, dude. Uh, uh, TK for you. You went. Uh, you didn't have to take any piercings out. No, no, no! I didn't have to take any piercings out, but yeah, to carry on with what James said, because I had we had a neck dress. My crew we all had neck dresses, and um, at the end of shoot before Christmas, we shot out uh, the Mangere Stonefields uh, for one of the big fight sequences, and it was hot. It was hot there. It was so hot. And then, uh, so we wrapped for the day and it was all good. And we were like, yeah, Christmas mode, Christmas mode. Um, Still had to eat the diet and stuff and keep training over the Christmas period. Well, some of us, eh, James? Um, Can't be all ripped like you, Cass. Um, But then I took my uh, neck dress off. And I literally had a V, like a V neck. And then I, and then I, it wasn't a light tan either. It wasn't a, she was quite like, heavy. I'm, I'm already, na- I'm already naturally dark, but this thing was real. You could really notice it. So I walked around the whole summer with this sort of this flying V neck, and I joked to the boys that I'd get the Kiwis emblem tattooed yeah. on my on my chest so that it would look like a rugby jersey. <laughs> Um, now, TK, you play uh, Wee Peter, was it? Wee Peter? Wee Ripper. Wee Ripper, sorry, I'm a bit of, a bit of dyslexia there, yeah, film dyslexia. Yeah. But um, Wee Ripper, he, he was the, the, you played a great villain on there because me and Jared were hoping, man, I hope that guy gets his beans. <laughs> the, moving, yeah. the character, the, the character, character. Yeah, the character, yeah, yeah. Um, what was it like doing some of the, the fighting scenes with uh, the Mauraco uh, scenes? Did you guys have to do much training for that at all? Uh, the interesting thing with the whole Mauraco side of things is because we both, a lot of the boys come from a kapaka background, so wielding a rako, wielding a patu is something that we kind of grew up with. Um, it was nice to learn the intricacies and the whakapapa behind each weapon and how the weapon can be wielded, um, where it all comes from, and the different areas of striking and blocking for each weapon. Um, but doing the fight scenes for me was really difficult because I shattered my tibia 10 weeks before we started shooting. So I did it with plates and screws, and I, was, I joked with our trainer last night at the um, cast and crew screening, uh, Josh, and I said to him, it was funny how I wasn't allowed to run, so I had to bear crawl everywhere. So everyone else was allowed to run, but I just would bear crawl him up and down, up and down this massive um, gym area that we had. Um, but getting into the mode and feeling the waidu and, and the intensity of what possibly could have been our tipuna, Oh, our tupuna of those times was awesome. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, 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 it took a few hits. 
took a few hits. Yeah. Got choked out a few times. <laughs> was that from you? Was that from you, James? Do you, do you use it a, a bit on, on the set to this guy? Yeah, well, um, now I'm a real method actor, you know. I like to, no, 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 yeah, no. no yeah. Uh, must have a little bit on your last movie about going to method on that one. Um, listen, um, do we, do we talk about the, there's a lot of tiro on there because it's actually got uh, Pakeha subtitles, which is quite a first for a New Zealand movie um, with the tiro and everything, and it's also come up for the 87th Academy Awards being submitted as Best Foreign uh, Film as well. Um, Tiro, part of the, the big part of the movie. James, how did you go with that? Because learning your lines is one thing, but in, in Māori? <clears throat> oh, no, yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not fluent to anything in Tiro, but um, I was just growing up doing kapaka since I was like about four or five, going to Kohanga and all that. Um, I, like kinda, oh, like I was all good with pronunciation, really. Like I was pretty familiar with the pronunciation, and like there were some parts where I could understand it, but it was always good having the, I feel the boys there who are, who are fluent and um, in Te Reo Māori and um, having a um, uh, dialogue coach there um, helping helping me with like what words to um, really um, emphasise and all that and like yeah Because the big thing is trying to make it sound natural not yeah. not reciting it back hey? but you did a great job with that I thought it was very good very good you know we still say Radio Hauraki instead of Radio Hauraki eh? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it still sounds better bastardised TK if you looks like you guys will be going to the Academy Awards um, if this takes off and gets nominated uh, what do you think your uh, acceptance speech would be? Yeah. Obviously, you've got to have to top the last speech you did at the, the premiere <laughs> to your fiancé. I actually don't know. Like um, To have that thought and to know that it's being nominated for um, the Academies is actually really daunting and makes me quite emotional. Like, um, the first, my first thought is probably acknowledgement to all the people who helped me to get there, um, especially my, my, my family. Um, well, I will. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, it's just, it's just nice to be known that all our work here is going to be recognised on that stage. So, um, yeah, that will probably that's the beginning of what I would say at the at when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's going to be a, a big epic speech that one. I think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Get, old, uh, get the old <laughs> shepherd's crook off the stage. <laughs> Boom! Get off. <laughs> Hey, listen, fantastic movie. We both enjoyed it. We saw the, the screening. It's going to be do really well. We're sure of that. And uh, we wish you well on your future endeavours. Jared, have you got anything to say to the boys before we go? Yeah, yeah. Just enjoyed the movie. It was a real roller coaster ride of excitement all the way through. Um, and in the Academy Awards, if if you do get that speech, will, will you do something in Te Reo Māori as well? Oh, absolutely. I'll do the whole thing in Te Reo. I'll do the whole thing then today. That will be another, yeah. first, that will be another first, won't it? The other thing, you, you guys went over to Toronto. Yeah. yeah. How was that? The people there, when they met you, were they expecting you to speak English or Te Reo Māori? Um, they, they took it, they, they absorbed it really, really well. They, it opened up a world to them that they had only kind of, their only first images of New Zealand are the All Blacks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to be able to flesh that out, to be able to have a conversation with them on where the haka, the haka that the All Blacks uh, do comes from and the intricacies of it was a beautiful opportunity, humbling experience for them as well as us. Um, and then there were the questions like this. So you guys, cannibalism doesn't actually <laughs> still happen in New Zealand, right? And I said, no, we've got this place called the Mad Butcher. <laughs> No, but um, all of those things. But it's 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 open their sort of thinking and um, genuine curiosity about Maori, not just New Zealand, but Maori. Yeah. 
yeah. Māori, yeah. which is awesome. So this is just the beginning of all that. It's interesting. And, and, yeah. J- and James, you also had your film The Dark Horse over there. You and Xavier were there as well, eh? Yeah, yeah no, it was pretty good. It was pretty good to have uh, two different uh, gigs over there. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just yeah. saying. Just, yeah. Yeah. just two films at the Toronto <laughs> Film Festival. Big biggie. But no, yeah, I was pretty lucky to be a part of um, both films um, there. But no, yeah, I just had, had heaps of fun over there. Met, met a lot of cool people. And um, the feedback we got from the Deadlands and that was was yes. crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And that's a gr- another great movie this year, The Dark Horse as well. Yeah. James yeah. Robinson, yeah. Napier Robinson, yeah. Robinson yeah. featuring in two of the biggest films this yeah, country yeah, has made yeah. for a while. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And how about that guy Xavier? Man, he's everywhere too, hey. dude. Yeah. Man. He's, he's an amazing actor. He's a strong uh, man's man. This uh, it's been a long time since we've been able to see a good, strong Kiwi bloke. Like you think about Bruno Lawrence and all of the earlier films that were made here. Um, so it's good to see uh, Xavier still driving that that character. You know, that real s- strong Kiwi bloke. Um, not in an intimidating way. Like he, if you saw him, that's you know, that's a man's man. That's a man's man. Like this. So big ups to the brother. Yeah, he's a, he's a real gentleman, isn't he? Because we met him at um, the Last Saint. Him and Tiger, Tiger and yeah. Pinball, eh? Real him and Pinball, yeah, yeah bro. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys. That movie's amazing. Like I went and saw that, and I was thinking about it for three, four days later. Yeah. You know, so you know, big shout out to those boys, to Ren and Joe and all of that crew that put that together on nothing, and to have it be really hard hitting, and it's a great representation of our country, a true representation of our country. Um, so you know, keep making those movies. I say so this many. is a coming of age film as well, isn't it, for your character? But it's also a transitional film for you, James, going because the success of Boy, and then you're you're now going into adult type films. How's that? How's that feeling? How are you? How are your schoolmates handling it? Oh, no, yeah, um, I'm loving it. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just soaking it all up. Eh? I'm loving this experience now. Yeah, but, um, no, it's, it's real good to um, do, like, like kind of three different sort of films, you know, um, like kind of comedy and drama and then, like, action drama kind of thing. But a comedy, yeah, yeah no, but um, it's just real good, eh? like, yeah, being able to um, experience different kind of... Um, or being able to uh, go into different kind of characters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's hard to believe you you just turned 17, man. I mean, you've been on our screens in our lives for quite a few years. Yeah, well, we'll see you on TV yeah, yeah, all yeah, the time. Yeah. 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 All right, boys, we're going to uh, poo kind of this one out. So uh, that's us on the count of three. Tahiru Toru Fa. Catch you guys out. <laughs> Laters. Uh, the Deadlands, Tor Fraser's film. Uh, Jared, this is going to be the, one of the biggest films of the year, I think. Before the year's out, shall we say? Which is nearly soon. Yeah, I, I, I do think so. I mean, it's it's got everything that, that people around the world loved, hasn't it? Has it, has it? Am I correct in saying that it's been sold to over 80 countries? It has, I think it has, and also it's also the entry in for the Oscars for best foreign film because it's in a foreign language or Maori language. Yeah, there you go, there you go, Film Commission, eh? Finally hit the right button. But now it's time for another news entertainment segment. Joel, please, the Casio tone. I'm surprised the batteries haven't run out. Can you play a little tune on there as well, like an original, just for us? Original. Here we go. New Zealand entertainment news headline. Creepy Santa is back. Or is he? 
Nice. Thanks, Joel. That's brilliant. <laughs> All right. We've got the Santa. Uh, let's have a look. Dodgy, creepy. Let's, what other words can we say about the Santa? Uh, he's creepy, dodgy, but we love Auckland Santa. Auckland's giant Santa may have seemed like a dirty old man with a slowly winking eye and creepy beckoning finger, but the five-ton, 18-metre festive figure... figure had been part of Auckland's seasonal celebration since 1960, is now being ditched after the austerity measures from the council after the $180,000 price tag of installing it and storing it was deemed too high. Oh, you got any sad music you can play in the background there, Joel? Any strings? Creepy, dodgy Santa. Creepy, dodgy Santa. Jared, uh, yeah. what do you think about this? Well, he's an icon, really, of my childhood youth, my childhoodness. Okay. Of a spent youth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I've got an interesting story about that Santa, because right? he, is, he is like about four stories high, if people yeah. don't know what a hundred. He's got a few tons as well. Yeah. But I remember when he was on the ground, you know, they pulled him apart. He's too big to sit on Santa's knee, but... He was big enough for me to crawl up his moving finger. <laughs> I was just, I was just thinking, where are you going with this one? <laughs> yeah, so, so it wasn't a naughty Santa in that sense, but he, there he was. And, and when you're a kid, I think I was ten or something, you just couldn't resist. Wow, there's Santa. So, yeah. so we got on top of the Santa, and then you know, if you know Santa, his finger moves. And it kind of um, beckoning you into the store. It used to be on the farmer's trading store on Hobson Street. And so there was the moving finger, and we climbed up it. And it was just like, wow. Wow, you guys are gay. Pre, I thought you said gay, but no, but, but game, yeah. Um, it was pre-cell phone madness where you could take a photo of everything you did. But it was certainly, that would have been a Kodak moment or today a Samsung moment. Or a selfie, wide selfie, selfie moment. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So it was, of course, cool, so sad to see him go. I can't see how they spend 180 grand I mean, whoever's yeah. looking after that, I'll do the job for a hundred grand a year. I'll look after Santa <laughs> for a hundred. He can park in my house, and I'll organise a trailer for a hundred grand. Well, How's I was, that, Linda? I was, was going to say your game because you never know where Santa's fingers been. But uh, Hannah, your uh, earliest recollections of the Santa parade? Um, what are you in fielding or when you were in did Auckland? They have one in we, I remember lolly scrambles. And that was a good old, good old days, you know. Lottie scrambles in the parade, but looking at Sander, he looks like he's missing a sack. You know, <laughs> like he should be not like that. Like he, like one should be hold, held over his shoulder or something. Or does his finger actually move? Yeah, it does. Oh, okay. Sackless, dodgy, creepy Santa. That finger there. I'm pointing to the finger. That <clears throat> finger moves, and he's about the same size as me. That, that, finger. that finger, yeah. yeah. That's why I used to get in trouble a lot, because that, that little creepy finger, beckoning finger. Joel, uh, Santa not, may not be, or may be, part. We heard that they might be saved. Yeah, like, I'm with Jared on that. Like, 180 grand is, just seems ridiculous to keep them in storage, and if they're complaining about that, I'll do it for 80 if you don't, right? <laughs> but, come on, man. <laughs> but I, I don't mind him. It's, it's creepy as if you look at it that way, but it's also kind of historical. He's been around since the 60s, so he's doing no harm. It's just kind of this kind of sentimental thing if people want to keep them but it's just yeah like I say ridiculous 180 grand I agree yeah why don't we all get into a cartel and we can all put a proposal in so long for storing as, uh, so long Santa away somewhere we don't end up with a big coke bottle on the side of that building because <laughs> eh? is that where they got the colours from Coca-Cola yeah alright okay well take us out with some music uh, let's, let's outro that one out creepy Santa he may be around who knows another original by Joel Mulholland for
Oh, Sorry, go ahead. Okay. If you thought that Donkey Kong and Pac-Man were synthetic highs, then you need your head checked. Coming up next, we're going to be crossing over to Gaming Bites. Don't move. Hey everybody, welcome to Gaming Bites. We take a few bites out of the NZ Entertainment podcast to talk about video games. So what's been going on? Well, since last time we spoke, many good games have come out. We've got Destiny, Hewell Warriors, and Shadows of Mordor, as well as the recently released survival horror game, Evil Within. This game looks real scary and it's full of gore. Man, these next generation games are looking great. But we're not here to talk about the games that are out. We're here to see what's coming out over the next few weeks. And what's coming out that's on everybody's mind? Assassin's Creed Unity. That's right, the seventh part of the Assassin's Creed series is set during the French Revolution. This time you'll be able to jump around and assassinate people in France. Everybody looks like Napoleon but taller. This time we've got improved combat and stealth systems so that you can sneak around your enemies better and take them out in cooler ways. As well as parkour upgrades so that you can navigate your way around the buildings better. But the coolest feature of the game is the co-op multiplayer mode. You can now have up to four assassins play the same game at the same time. Go do your missions together and assassinate everybody. Later on, on October 31st, we've got Lords of the Fallen. This is a Namco Bandai hack and slash RPG game in a similar vein to Dark Souls or Darksiders, but it's supposed to be a little bit more forgiving. You play as a rebel whose face shows the scars of the battles that he's been in, and you fight off the gods who are trying to destroy all sinners on earth. The only way to defeat these gods is to hack them up with your sword. But the game on everybody's mind, apart from Assassin's Creed, is Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. That'll be coming out early November and November the 3rd. This time, Call of Duty is gone into the future. This game is set in 2054, and it's the same basic Call of Duty game. You know Call of Duty. If something says Call of Duty, that means it's good quality. But because it's set in 2054, you have all these cool futuristic weapons, as well as different exosuits that you can wear that increase your movements. You can jump high, you can run faster, you can slide dodge, you can hover in the air or go invisible and some suits project out a shield to guard you. This game's gonna be badass. And it's your duty to go out there and get it and come and find me online and shoot me to death. Let's have a look at the quick list. Well, depending on when this podcast is going up, uh, on October 24th we've got Sid Meier's Civilization Beyond Earth. Yep, Civilization is also going into the future, and this time, instead of recreating Earth's history, you'll be colonizing other planets. On October 25th, we have Bayonetta 2 for the Wii U, 
everyone who has a Wii U's been waiting for this game, and it looks really impressive. It's like Devil May Cry, but you're a lady. Get your groove on on October 29th, because we've got SingStar Ultimate Party coming out. And October 30th, we've got Sunset Overdrive, that hyperactive, bright, zombie-killing Xbox One exclusive. Telltale Games are putting their online games into disc format. If you want to buy compilation discs of The Walking Dead Season 2 or The Wolf Among Us, go ahead and pick those up on October 31st and November 7th. Well, that's about it for today's Gaming Bites. See you next time. Keep on gaming. As for me, I'm going to watch those hilarious Dorkly videos on YouTube. Movie reviews now. Film reviews. What, what films have you seen lately? Oh, lucky enough to go and see this movie. It was really, really cool. The Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Free Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal, yeah. And Rene Russo. And Rene Russo. Yeah, 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 yeah. From the 90s. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. So how was it? How was the, what was the movie like? Ask Hannah. Hannah? Oh, it was brilliant. It really um, showed that there's the inhumane um, aspect to um, live entertainment and, and capturing the news, you know, there's like a... Yeah, now I have seen the trailer for it. So Jake Gyllenhaal, he's looking for a job and he ends up following this guy around who's had accidents and things like that, taking photographs and that. So what's the, the, the premise of the story? Is it pretty much... Uh, no, it takes a turn, doesn't it? It does um, take a turn. I want to use this one. It was just brilliant. Brilliantly made and um, I was glued to the screen. Oh, J-Dog, fill in, the, fill in the gaps. Well, you know, I think, you know, glued to the screen is, a, is pretty good because it kept you on the edge of the seat. For those people who, who know films from the 70s or anything, there's a film out called The Network, which I highly recommend. A fantastic film. This is kind of like a, a modern version of The Network. It's it's basically about, if you can imagine a real go-hard, get him, do whatever it takes journalist who's pathological. You can, so you can imagine like someone like John Campbell for the New Zealand viewers or listeners. Cross with Dexter. Cross with Dexter yeah. meets um, Hannibal Lecter or something. Uh, just all out for the news, but really, really, really complicated character. Mm. And, he, and that guy Jake did it so well. So, so, so well. If you don't know who Jake is, he's the guy of... Um, Bubble Boy. Bubble Boy. Yes, yes. He Bubble Boy, and he was also the other kind of boy on Breakback Mountain. Um, oh, look, Hannah knows all his, all his filmography. Filmography. Yes. What other um, trivia do you know about him? His sister? His sister's also in the business, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Maggie. The family. But I, I think an outstanding performance from him, and just a well-written script. Yep. Just really, really yep. good. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Nightcrawler. Joel, have you seen any good movies lately? You and Kate? Because you guys have got a, um, a music show on Kiwi Film on Saturday mornings out of the box. Uh, it's called The Music Box. That's it, out of the, the music box. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've been hearing, because you guys got podcasting as well in common with me and Jared, because you guys upload a lot of your stuff as a podcast. Yeah, to SoundCloud and, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, we've been doing it for about six months. And uh, I'm sort of, the relationship we have is one of marriage. But in the radio world, um, I'm sort of the comic relief or whatever, sort of like you guys have set me up to be today with the Casio <laughs> tone. But um, I enjoy that kind of thing because she's the pro, man. She's got the, she comes from radio and she can talk and, and sounds amazing on the radio. And then I'll just look through Reddit for something really weird 
and not Thanks. tell her that I'm about to say it or whatever and say it and it'll she'll lose her shit and it'll be real funny <laughs> and it's kind of on that guy. That's pretty much like how me and Jared operate. Because <laughs> I'm the serious guy. <laughs> no, no, but Will has got a voice for radio, eh? Not that he's, I didn't say he's got a face for radio, but he's got, he has definitely got mean. a voice for radio and... We kind of we're, we're very. We do similar. the same. Yeah, we got yeah, something in common. Robin, but not quite. sort of like Pete and Fran, you know. Pete and Fran, uh, yeah, and also what? And uh, Laurel and Hardy. Laurel and Hardy. David, David Letterman. I was thinking of. Oh, what's, his, what's his offside? Oh, Paul Schaefer. Paul Schaefer. Paul Schaefer. And yes. That's why we have the keyboard. That's, that's yeah, the keyboard right there. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, very good. The music box. That's on uh, Saturday mornings. Saturday mornings, eight till eleven, and um, that's on yeah one hundred two point two. Kiwi fan, we'll have to keep an eye out for them. I've listened to your show. Yeah, 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 Saturday mornings, yeah. It's really good. I, I actually really like Kiwi FM. Yeah, and you know what, Kate is actually the queen. I thought I was really good at doing, you know, hyped up intros for people, but man, she gets the best intros that go on for like about a minute when she introduces the, the bits of the people, the stars she's interviewing. But I have to ask Joel a question, if that's okay. Your, your influences for your music. I really, I like your... Music, it's really good. It's yeah, yeah. But uh, and it, but where, where'd you? We did think that you were like the the good looking Jeff Lynn from ELO. Jeff Lynn, do you know Jeff Lynn? Yeah, yeah, ELO, yeah, yeah. Wow. When you had put the beard, a, put a the beard. pair of those, those shades yeah. on, yeah. man. There we go. Uh, what's he from? From ELO oh, and the Travelling Wilburys. Yes. You remember he them? Was, yeah, he was yeah, one of the travelling Wilburys, and he always wore shades, even indoors. And Those teardrops. Yeah, kind of big curly hair. Yeah, the... oh, okay. I've, I've, heard, I've had that one before. Have you? Yeah, yeah, and there's a couple of photos on Facebook that are private. That, um, <laughs> where I've, I've got these shades on, and it's like, holy shit, that's like Jeff Lynn. Like, yeah, 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 that's yeah. cool. I like we, it. We I love him. We all love Jeff Lynn. We, yeah, love we do, Lynn. we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah, we do. So you, you could... You could do some Jeff Lynn impersonations, and as because I do Elvis, yeah, Elvis that's right, yeah, so, yeah. So we're, you know, yeah. So nothing wrong with the shades. You know? No, no, nothing wrong with the shades. We should get shades too. We should look at um, Joel's video too at some point. Yeah, yeah definitely. So Influences uh, Joel for uh, growing up. Growing up, it was um, Dire Straits and a woman called Joan Armour trading. She was she was big. There was this pan flute album that Mum had. That she used to thrash, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. almost like relaxation music. Yeah, it's like wow music almost. Yeah. Oh, man, it drives me mental, but it was huge. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, I remember that generation. It was crazy. everyone had one of those pan flute albums. They had James Last as well. And really? So that was a thing around New Zealand, yeah, yeah, yeah. eh? Yeah, I mean, so weird. So all that kind of classic stuff. It gets in your brain, and and like the Beatles did as well. So there's all of those. But I guess the um, seas parted when I got into more modern kind of stuff, like um, Beck. And Beck. Yeah. Do you know Love Beck. Yeah, right. Because you're, you're the, the Beatles and the Beck. Yeah. I'm hearing that in one of those songs. It's got that Beck kind of modern rock, but it still has that Beatles beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, got that, that retro sound. We thought it was like yeah, a totally, good yeah. retro cool vibe sound. Yeah. Uh, Beck's awesome. Uh, what else have I been into? A French band called Phoenix. I don't know if you've heard those guys. They're massive. They're, yeah, 1901. 1901. The production of that. So I've gotten obsessed with the sound of albums now as, as opposed to the music. I love them both. But yeah, and Radiohead, another huge one. Because yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, Phoenix played in Australia. They never came to New Zealand. I just no, I, I, they're one of the bands I just really want to see one day, if, if, if possible, if they come back over this half of the world. So yeah. Cool. 
Hannah Martin and Joel Mulholland are with us today as studio guests in the studio. And uh, we're going to be closing it up now. We're wrapping it up another show. Okay, so quickly, uh, and I think my butterflies have gone. I feel... <laughs> I feel com- Obviously. comfortable in the company now. Yeah. I can see your, your body language yeah, suggests yeah. you are totally relaxed, Jared. Yeah, totally relaxed, so, yeah. but not that relaxed, so you're safe. Yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> that's good. I don't feel threatened. Yeah, no. I can feel a creepy Santa moment coming on. Beckney yeah. finger. Bring me that finger. No, yes. <laughs> um, before we go, Hannah Martin, great talking to you, Joel Malholland. Um, awesome having you guys here with us. Um, let's just go around before we go, just see what you guys are up to next. Coming up before Christmas, which is only a couple of months away. Hannah, what do you got busy coming up? What sort of projects? Uh, Project-wise, I'm an open book so far. I haven't really looked through. And I'm going to Bali. Oh. <laughs> you don't behave in Bali. Oh. You don't want to break the rules in Bali. Yeah, watch out for those rule breakers in Bali, creepy yeah. Santa types on the beaches in Bali. Yeah, awesome. Hannah, how about yourself, John? What are you, you and Kate up to? Uh, well, uh, we haven't got. To, we're off to the Silver Scrolls, then visiting friends in Christchurch this week, and real busy up to then just finishing Anika's album. She's cracking the whip. She's in sweat, like having a holiday in, in Europe. And uh, sending me these emails saying, "Dude, you got to mix that bloody album. You got to mix it. You got to have it finished by the end of this month." Can be quite authoritative, uh, very, very much. Yeah. That and then playing on New Year's Eve at the King's Arms up here in Auckland. You so, are, yeah. Oh, cool. Who are you going to be playing with at King's Arms? It's about five other bands. Um, I can't remember their names, but we're the best anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. Right, of course. course. I believe that too. Yeah, we do indeed. Definitely. Excellent. Joel Mahler. King's Arms, though, one of the f- remaining classic places to play in Auckland. It's a classic yeah. town, historical. I was there twice this weekend, this long weekend, mm-hmm. Friday and, and last night. Yeah. Holding up the King's Arms. Oh, man, my ears are just shattered now. I need to get earplugs, yeah, but tenet. that's another story. Yeah. Tenet, tenet. Still ringing. Tenet. Still ringing. Um, great to talk okay. to you guys again. And uh, we're going to wrap it up. Before we go, I think we should uh, get our editor guy to put on some Joel Mulholland in the background Joel, to yeah, send us out, outro us out. Joel, that's, you know, the magic of Joel. Thanks, guys, for coming in and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Say the will be okay Say nothing that I may as well keep my heart locked up In a cabin with the windows bolted shut No running wild with the heaters stuck on Running over all the do's and don'ts Till the money runs dry We forget about this love I'm not romantic I'm pathetic I'm an expert at not getting the job done still